Hello and welcome to Natural Health with CNM, the College of Naturopathic Medicine. I'm your host, Michelle Sanchez. In today's episode, I'm joined by anti-aging and fitness nutritionist, Rick Hay. Rick is also a lecturer at CNM. Rick is going to be talking to us about weight management and how you can lose weight healthily through diet and exercise. He'll be explaining common causes of weight gain, factors that contribute to obesity, and why it can be difficult to budge the bulge. Rick will be sharing his advice and tips on the best foods and fitness regimes to keep your weight in check. Rick Hay has over 20 years experience working with nutrition and botanical medicine. He specializes in weight management, anti-aging, beauty from within and natural sports medicine. Rick is the author of the Anti-Aging Food and Fitness Plan and he recently released a plant-based edition of the book. Rick lectures in detoxing, cleansing, sustainable weight management at the College of Naturopathic Medicine and he is the nutrition director at Healthista. Rick is a regular health and fitness guest on TV and he's formulated some award-winning nutraceutical supplements. He's currently working on his new project, the Australian Natural Health News. Hi, Rick. Welcome. Thanks for joining me today. It's great to have you on the show. That's a, that's a long introduction because I've been doing it for 20 years, isn't it? Sorry, everyone. About that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a amazing bio so yeah you've done lots of amazing things we're still doing lots of amazing things yes thank you I've been really lucky to to work with something that I that I've been passionate about and certainly you know the journey that you go on has has led me to work a lot as you said with with anti-aging medicine as I'm not getting any younger and also mm-hmm. with with weight management and, and sustainable weight management so it's, it's been nice a really really nice career Yep, fantastic. So now with obesity rates at an all-time high, I think the topic of healthy weight management couldn't be more fitting. You know, we know that the quick fix fatty diet approach to weight loss doesn't work and, you know, can actually be more detrimental to your health in the long term. But some people still think this is the only way to lose weight. So I'm really looking forward to hearing your thoughts and advice on the best approach for healthy weight management. But before we get started, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself, your career in health and your role at CNM? Yes, thank you. I, well, look, I started in natural medicine a long time ago in the 90s. I did so because I had a skin condition that I had really uh, trouble fixing with conventional medicine and got involved in herbs, which gave me a real interest in, in uh, you know, treating the body naturally. Anyway, fast forward on, I, um, I was a teacher at the time and then I retrained and uh, ended up having my own clinics uh, in Sydney, a lot to do with, with uh, weight management and also with uh, women's health at that point and uh, a little bit in, in sports medicine as well. After a few years of that, I, I ended up managing a, a vitamin company in in Sydney for many years. I was very lucky to work with uh, Dr. Robert Bust, who's one of Australia's uh, top uh, uh, naturopaths and and I got to you know, do some some lecturing and, and a, a little bit of TV work there and magazine work, which um, made me realise it's a, it's a great way to get the message out. Following that, I, I moved over to London, even though I'm, I'm back in Australia uh, as global circumstances dictate at the moment. But I moved over to London and, and uh, bought my brand over there, did a lot of work on um, Idea World TV with, with fitness and uh, promoting um, you know, he- healthy eating and, um, and, and movement as much as I could. And then also... Was lucky enough to work on uh, on Healthista, which is a fabulous online. At the, at the time, was a startup, but now it's been going for many, many years. Uh, women's magazine, predominantly, and then 
Also, when I got to London, actually, I met Herman, who's the principal, and let him know of my desire to lecture. So I was lecturing for about nine years until I've come back to Australia for this period on sustainable weight management and detox and cleansing. So my career has been nice and varied and taken me, you know, around the globe, which is nice. And throughout that, my ethos has been, let's make nutrition easy, you know, because Michelle, a lot of Mm -hmm. people find it, you know, really difficult. So when I lecture, I try to make it easy. And when I see clients, I try to make it easy as well. No, that's great. And I think that's it, isn't it? It does sound overcomplicated for some people and it just goes over their heads. So, and I think that's sort of, you know, what we're trying to do with these podcasts as well, make it sort of accessible, make the knowledge, you know, easy to understand and accessible to people so that they can take this information and start improving their own health. And that's right. And realise, I mean, it's a bit cliche, but realise that you don't have to change everything to get good results. A small change can lead to a small result to, you know, a 10 to 20% improvement, and then that can encourage you on. So I always say to people, don't, you know, don't get overwhelmed when you're looking to change your your health. And, you know, I think also in traditional Western medicine, we tend to perhaps wait too long to try and fix something. Whereas, you know, the, the approach at CNM and my approach certainly is, let's try and get the body into optimal health so that if something does come along, you've got a better chance of fighting it off or, you know, having less severe infection or less severe problems with whatever illness might come along down the track. Absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So so let's let's move on to obesity and weight management. So what are some of the causes of weight gain and what's happening at a cellular level when we put on weight? Yeah, well, you know, with weight gain, it's, it can be multifactorial. Number one, we tend to be eating the wrong foods. We tend to go for a lot of beige-coloured foods. We go for beige-coloured foods that are, you know, are with portion sizes that are way too big so the satiety centre doesn't get a chance to even realise we're full because we're too busy eating on the run and thinking mm-hmm. we're hungry when we're not. You know, there's also the other factors like stress. If you're overly stressed, that can cause you to store more visceral fat around the tummy. When you get that visceral fat around the tummy, you get around the internal organs. And... Basically, so I would say it's a combination of hectic lifestyles, not enough mindful eating, not enough plant-based eating, not enough, you know, colourful foods and enough variety. As I said, very importantly, thinking about our food, giving a bit of thanks for for eating it and and where Mm -hmm. it's come from and uh, rather than just seeing it as a, you know, like a cheap fuel. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, well, I'm just going to cram a quick sandwich in every day and not really think what's in it or, you know, what the nutritional density of that is. It just becomes like a, like a dirty fuel, doesn't it? It keeps you mm-hmm. going, but it doesn't lead you to the optimal state. Now, when we break that down and you, you talk about, you know, a cellular level and you talk about the mitochondria and you talk about the body, you know, um, at, at that level, if you don't look after your diet, everything becomes a bit sluggish. Do you know what I mean? The mm-hmm. whole system... Yep. Uh, whether you're talking about being too acid or whether you're talking about having too much fat stored in the body or whether you're talking about even having enough magnesium mm-hmm. so that, you know, for the 300 plus enzymatic reactions that are, that it's needed for in the body. So at a cellular level, if you're not getting, you know, like the magnesium from leafy greens, for example, then you may not have the energy for the day and you also may not have the 
the sleep that you want for the night. Magnesium is fabulous like that. It does energy and sleep. I mean, it's such an important mineral. So yes. you end up just being sluggish. And, and then, of course, what happens as, you know, you've probably experienced yourself, Michelle, as I have at, at various times, when you feel down about yourself, it's more difficult to make change, you know, and mm-hmm. yeah. and you've got hormonal disruptors from plastics and chemicals and you know, microwaves, whatnot, and pesticides and artificial sweeteners. And then you sort of think, oh, you know, I've, I've put on this extra weight, those extra pounds, and oh, I'm terrible. And then you feel down and then you, you eat more or you don't do your exercise. And I think looking at all the physiological sides, we also have to be easier on ourselves and, you know, understand that we're all just, you know, stuck to this little rock <laughs> hurtling through mm-hmm. space at a rapid yeah. rate. Now, I know it sounds cliche, but it's quite amazing that we're even here. But part of yeah. our brain tends to give us, you know, a hard time all the time. So they're the main things, you know, stress, wrong food for choices, being busy and not enough plant-based eating, you know, just to summarise. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you hit the nail on the head there. It is that sort of hectic lifestyle. We're all so busy all the time, eating on the run, grabbing whatever and not actually nourishing our bodies. And then, you know, it's that perpetual and the stress on top of that. It's that perpetual cycle and people just waking up exhausted grabbing caffeine, eating sugary foods, and then, you know, having a glass of wine to wind down at night. And then it's just, they can't get out of that and they're not getting any of the nutrients they need. So it is about, yeah, making those changes as well. So what about genetics? Because I quite often hear people say, oh, well, in my family, you know, everyone's big and it just, you know, it's our genetics. What are your thoughts on that? Look, there are some genes. And as we do more research into genetics, which... We know a lot about genetics, but it's not perfect at the moment. Some Mm -hmm. of the gene tests Mm -hmm. are better than others. I think it will be something into the future where certainly, you know, um, people's children, if they're listening, will have a greater access to genetic testing that is more accurate than some of the stuff we have now. Some of it's not so bad, but, you know, you need to be a little bit careful and check where you're you're getting that done. But, Mm -hmm. you know, for the... So there are some people who may have a gene that means that they're going to hold on to fat a little bit more easier than someone else. But that doesn't mean that they give up and just eat pizza and Diet Coke and, you know, no. what I mean, <laughs> a bottle yeah, of wine at night. Because not. I hear people say that to me. And, and I've worked a lot with clients over the years with people who've been you know, 70, 80 pounds, 90 pounds, you know, 40 kilos overweight, 50 kilos overweight, who've come back from that. And we haven't tested what their genetic profile has been. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just been sensible eating, lots of fiber, lots of colorful food and a mindset that they're going to succeed. I like the idea of being able to have access to maybe there's a, you know, that you, you do hold on to more fat if you've got a particular gene, but I don't want that, you know, to be people's sole reason. If you walk, if you, you know, swim, if you do some running, if you do some yoga, and you eat properly, and you get your hormones imbalanced and your stress under control, your weight will generally come off with a high-fiber diet, mm-hmm. regardless of what, you know, or what's going on. For, for most people, you know, there, there are, there are yeah. always a, a small percentage, but for most people it's, it's absolutely achievable to lose 40 kilos, 80 pounds in a year without feeling starved and without feeling mm-hmm. stressed whilst you're doing it. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And I couldn't agree more. And I think it is just that excuse that some people are telling themselves, you know, and, you know, it's that sort of conditioning, isn't it? And I think if families, if it's sort of obesity is running in families, we've got to think, well, what have you guys been eating? Who's kind of broken the mold and changed the diet and doing the exercise and things? So, um, yeah, mindset is absolutely key. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, if you can look for a lot of excuses as well. And that's fine. But, you know, our life in order to be healthy does require some effort. You put the same Mm -hmm. effort in at work, you put the same effort in as you do to raising children or, for example, of me at the moment, helping to take care of my my mum who's who's elderly, Mm -hmm. my uncle who's even older. I put in that effort. So I I ask my clients and my students as well and, and, you know, in my magazine articles, et cetera, for people to put the effort in for their own body. You know, as I said, it's not difficult, but you do have to require, it does require you to say, okay, I'm responsible for this body. I want it to be as healthy as I can. And don't get me wrong, Michelle, I'm not a, a saint when it comes to food. I, I have my little treats and I have my my things that are outside of, you know, outside of the healthy scope sometimes. <laughs> but, but, yeah. you know, and I'm not saying don't have that, but for them, you know, you, you need to make that commitment and to say, you know, you've probably heard of that, you know, to be the best version of yourself that you can. If you if you eat nutrient-dense foods, which are mostly plant-based and colourful, right, so mm-hmm. we've got such an array of gorgeous foods, you know, chickpeas and and um, and berries and, you know, bananas and, and leafy greens and, and lentils, et cetera, it's not hard to have a gorgeous variety of, of different coloured foods that's nutrient-dense. It's going to give you energy. It's going to help you with cognition. It's going to help you with gut health. And then you'll be feeling better. And then you might think, wow, I'm, I'm going to go for that first 30-minute walk tonight mm-hmm. because I've got that energy to do because I'm, I'm giving myself real food rather than plastic, fantastic stuff that's full of, full of rubbish. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that's it. It goes back to the point that you made earlier. It's about prioritising your health. So you don't want to get to that point where, you know, you – get diagnosed with something or your health just goes rapidly downhill and it's like it's about making it a priority as you said you know we you know we you know do our best at work you know we do our best with our families and all these other things so we have to try and do our best with our health as well by making these changes and making an effort with it and you know I always say as well people will say you know I've got no time and I understand that I understand we're time poor I I particularly understand it if you are a young mum or a young father and, you know, life is very busy. But if you make that little bit of time for yourself, even if it's just 30 minutes and you, you know, you think about your 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 meal plans for the week or what you might have or you use the time to search the internet for some healthy plant-based meals and you try them out and, or even maybe you have a, a bath um, soak with some magnesium in it, you will mm-hmm. then be better to do those other jobs for your family and, you know, you'll be better you know, uh, for them. So if you're the sort of person who's a very giving person, one of the best things you can do in order to give is to take care of yourself. Because if you get sick, the whole thing might come apart, you know. Um, and I yes. say that particularly, I'm, I'm not being sexist when I say this, but I, I apologise to the men who are listening. I say it to women who <laughs> tend to do, on the whole, a whole lot more, mostly. Do you know what I mean? And there's yes, a lot of yeah, super women out there who who – who won't put themselves first, you know, and I, I really want 
the women listening to to say, you know, at home, I need that time to myself and, you know, I'm going to take that time because it's very important because you're really holding the glue together. On the, on the, you're the glue holding it all together, yeah? No, absolutely, and I really agree. And I think that's the thing with, especially with mums as well, it's kind of like, yeah, looking after everybody else and, you know, keeping things together, working, doing all these things that, yes, they often at the back of the queue for self-care and looking after themselves. So yeah, that's a really great point. So look, there's lots of weight loss myths out there, Rick. So everything from like fats are bad for you to not eating breakfast will help you lose weight. So can you please talk us through and debunk some of these common weight loss myths? Yeah, well, first of all, one of my myths is I really don't like a whole lot of calorie counting. Do you know what I mean? I like, I don't mind you being mindful of, of, of that, but you don't have to starve yourself and have very few calories in order to get a good result. It's about nutrient density. It's not about a calorie. So, and we know that a calorie isn't a calorie. You know, I can give you a 30 calories of a diet soft drink versus 30 calories of a, of an avocado and you're going to get completely different results. Um, mm-hmm. so I would be mindful of anything that is too restrictive that makes you feel that you have to count every single thing that goes into your mouth. I think we have an innate ability to know what's healthy for us and what's not, even though we trick ourselves sometimes. So I'd say, first of (laughs) all, that first myth is that you have to starve yourself to be thin. You don't. And if you do, you'll stress out and you'll probably end up bigger and bigger and bigger as your adrenals don't cope and you produce more stress hormones, which makes it harder to metabolize fat. And you'll store more fat as your body thinks you're in a a stressed fight or flight state ready for, for whatever. So that's my first one. You don't have to starve yourself. Secondly, I would avoid anything that is cult-like in its advice. Do you know what I mean? So that you have to do this. You have to follow a particular diet for your whole life in order to succeed. It's about healthy eating, not about dieting. Now, having said that, I don't mind if you choose to follow a, um, you know, one of the diets that's out there that's publicized for, you know, couple of weeks, a month. I mean, you've probably gathered I'm a, I'm a fan of eating more plant-based meals. I think you get a whole lot better heart health. You get fiber that keeps you fuller for longer. So I'm not a fan of anything that's telling you, for example, that eating a lot of meat can long-term be healthy for you, even though you might lose weight. Well, yeah, some weight might come off in the short term, but it's not what your body's designed to have is excess fats and meats were meant to have healthy fats. I have a problem with any diet that tells you you have to do this forever. Mm-hmm. I think it's different if you're making an ethical choice for a diet. That is a different kettle of fish. And if you're choosing for an ethical viewpoint, you may need to, if you're on a vegan diet, take some B12, which is accessible. Mm-hmm. You know, vegan diets are very healthy and one of the best we have on the planet. But you do then need to be mindful of some of those nutrients or make sure you're getting foods with some of those nutrients that may be harder to get on a more restrictive diet. So I would say, yeah, be, be careful of anything that's that's overly fatty, overly restrictive, makes you feel hungry. Mm-hmm. I would also, you know, be careful that it, just because a celebrity's done it doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. And you know, there's there's celebrities of different levels, but, yes. you know, certainly the mega celebrity has got a lot of support to get where they get. And they may have had a personal trainer and a chef and, and, and childcare and a whole lot, of, a whole lot of things that the regular person doesn't have. And I also think about weight in terms of um, you should 
be able to treat yourself from time to time. I don't want diet to be seen as a punishment. I want it to be replaced with healthy eating is going to give me the best outcome for the, for my weight mm-hmm. and it's also going to deliver some other positive health outcomes rather than just I'm eight pounds lighter, aren't I fabulous? Because I could get you eight pounds lighter on a highly based energy, high fat diet, but that's not going to make you healthy. So not all diets are healthy would be my other my other message. No, absolutely. It is all about balance. And as you say, you know, sometimes when people go on these diets, yes, they might lose some weight quite quickly, but they'll soon stack it on again. Because again, you know, your body's sort of gone into that sort of starvation mode, essentially, hasn't it? And, and then yeah, then you start eating normally again. And as you say, you can't be on that diet for the rest of your life. You know, it is about balance. And it's about, it's not a diet, it's just about you're eating healthy, isn't it? And it's just about changing your mindset and um, looking at things a different way. Yeah, and you know the body will, if it like you said, if it thinks it's starving, it will save fat for the future mm-hmm. for the next starvation round, and then it will save it even better the next time. I've seen so many members of my family um, diet themselves big, and you know, as I got more successful in nutrition, they've 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 listened to my philosophy, and now thankfully, even coming back to Australia, I have some lovely cousins recently who've lost you know about um, ten kilos, which is just over twenty pounds. Oh, brilliant! Um, my mum herself is down from a size 16 to 18 all the way down to a 10 um oh, wow. you know, that's been over several over several years um but you know it's it's nice to see that um you know that 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 success uh, you know come from my from my own family members and many of them for many years just got on that diet treadmill um you know what i what i want people to do is is just look at their plate as i said earlier make it colorful mostly plant-based most of the time, yeah? And make sure that you are having a variety of foods from around the world. If you've not ever tried, a, you know, a, some food from a particular country, try it, you might like it. And that way a plant-based diet or mostly plant-based diet can be very rewarding taste-wise. <laughs> and you may end up eating more, you know, um, foods that you like that you didn't even know because you've never tried them. Yeah, yeah definitely. No, absolutely. Okay, so we've talked about some of the things that we should be changing. So as you said, it's got to be more plant-based, have a balanced plate, smaller portions, lots of leafy greens, lots of colours to keep it, you know, keep variety. So what kind of um, good sources of protein and what kind of, you know, what sort of fats should people be having and what culprit foods should they be avoiding, you know, what are those culprit foods that contribute to weight gain? Well, should we start with the baddies first because that gets them out of the way yes. and then we can talk about the good guys. So, look, I talked about anything that's beige and and yeah. light brown, so your pastries, your biscuits, your croissants, your, you know, donuts, all that sort of beige, often sugary, high in often uh, saturated fats or hydrogenated vegetable oils that aren't particularly good for us. So they're ones to, to use as a treat, not as a regular snack every day. You also need to be careful of some so-called healthy snacks like, you know, yogurt drinks that may just contain, you know, eight teaspoons of sugar, for example, or a lot of mm-hmm. artificial sweeteners. Don't get me started on artificial sweeteners because we'll be here <laughs> forever, but we don't want them in your life. No. We could make it a podcast on sleep because I put everybody to sleep listening to me rave on about <laughs> I apologise to any student at CNM when they mention artificial sweeteners. I start going off on a tangent, and you can see the poor <laughs> there he goes again. For the door. 
Yeah, and I'll be running them as they're trying to get on their bike or on the tube, still talking about it. Um, but, but yeah, so that, those foods that are that are beige and and also you know you might have you know, gathered. I I think that too many fatty meaty foods aren't great for us. We have we're not designed to have you know excess meat. Um, you look at our physiology, look at our length of our intestines, look at our teeth. We don't have the teeth of a carnivore, so mm-hmm. I think you know be be mindful of of that. I think also you need to be careful of not just the food, so you're not having just those beige colour food, but the that portion size that I spoke of. So if you're having potatoes with your your dinner, how many are you actually having? Are you piling them up? But so mostly yeah. the culprit stuff is anything that's overly processed, too much sugar, and and let me say this about sugar: it causes glycation. If you're into anti-aging, it'll break down collagen structure and it'll make you look older. So be mindful mm-hmm. of excess sugar and that sugar you put in your tea and your coffee because you you may be doing yourself a disservice if you want to look at fine line and wrinkles and you know aging well um, rather than anti-aging, but aging well. But getting onto the foods we want to eat, you know. You touched on healthy fats, so important for us, so important for mood, so important for hair, skin and nails and, and mm-hmm. good for sustainable weight loss as well. So avocados should be your friend. Don't be scared of them. It amazes me some diets will say you can have biscuits but not avocados. I mean, oh, on, I what planet, on what planet is that? Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Or you can have, you know, I'm going to exaggerate here, but, you know, three legs of lamb but not avocados, like get a grip. You don't need me to tell you that. I think intuitively we know. But then nuts and seeds are wonderful. I mean, seeds are nature's energy little pods and you get so much from them. You get decent levels of magnesium and B vitamins. You get some nice zinc in them as well. So nuts and seeds you should be snacking on. The number of times when I talk to people about nuts and seeds and they say, oh, no, they're fattening. And I say, well, no, they're not. I will just go back for a second. Probably, you know, if you're eating a lot of cheese and a lot of dairy, I'd like you probably to do a whole lot less, but you probably gathered that from how much I've talked about plant-based stuff already. But the other things that I I really want people to include in their diet, as many leafy greens as you can, as many colourful foods like your beetroots and your sweet potatoes and your carrots because they're they're your nutrient-dense foods that have got the phytonutrients in them that are going to help your natural killer cells. So if you want to help to fight off viruses, you want to have – as much colourful food and you know fresh juices as you can, um, preferably cold pressed and preferably a fruit and vegetable mix, not just fruit, because then you're just having fructose, which is a lot of a lot of sugar. But uh, I think as as much as those leafy greens in whatever form you can get them, I'm a super fan of plant based stir fries with tofu and tempeh. If you've not tried tempeh. Don't turn your nose up at it. Put it with some soy sauce or some tamari with just some mm-hmm. a lot of veg and some brown rice and you've got a beautiful dinner that's a weight management dinner as well. Your perfect thing coming into the Northern Hemisphere winter is soups. Soups are wonderful, lentil soups, chickpea yes. soups, all of those things. You know, you get so much great Indian food that's um, plant-based as well that you can you – Eat dals and things. Oh, fabulous, you know, dal with some brown rice and, you know, you can have, you know, a little bit of bread with that if you want. It doesn't mean you can't have some bread but just not too much. And if you're going to have bread, please, for goodness sake, don't make it a white loaf. That is just nothing. I mean, talk about empty fuel, mm-hmm. you know, a white bread sandwich with a can of soft drink, yeah, not the best way to go. Um, <laughs> no. And the other thing I'll say as well, when we talk about getting your five a day, 
in the UK, uh, I know there'll be there'll be listeners from beyond there, but in the UK, uh, most people aren't getting it. You know, around sixty percent plus probably aren't getting their five a day, and you've got to. It's not just a little bit of cress on a sandwich. It's it's a decent bowlful of something, or a you know, five cherry tomatoes or something like that. Not just one. That's not one of your five a day. So just be mindful of color. And fibre, and as I said before, if you get that fibre from your fruit and veg, you'll feel fuller for longer and that will help you reduce your cravings and stabilise your blood sugar levels. Stabilised blood sugar levels means not only are your weight more managed, but you're going to be a nicer person. So um, not implying that all the listeners aren't nice people, but we get irritable <laughs> when we have blood sugar fluctuations, you know what I mean? So that'll Definitely. help keep our mood nice and steady. No, absolutely. So so with the meat, you're sort of saying, yes, it's okay, but it's got to be a small portion, not like some people go out and they'll have like this massive big steak. So yeah, it's all about that portion control, isn't it? And leaner meats as well. Yeah, that's, that's right. And you know, if you're going to do meat, do organic, you know, pay the mm-hmm. money, pay what it's worth. That's key. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, you know what it's come from and then you know what, the, you know, um, the quality of what you're putting in your body. Um, so yes, you know, if you are a meat eater and your plate is more than one, you know, fifth meat, you're having too much. And if you're having meat mm-hmm. at every meal, you are doing yourself a disservice. It's not, you don't have the teeth of a tiger, yeah? If you were meant to have it all the time, that's what you'd have. We're grazers. We, we're made for nuts and seeds. We have those molars. We're made for all that foraging, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, we're really big foragers, humans, and... And although our technology has changed, our body hasn't changed for an awfully long time. We think it has, but it's still, you know, back from a long, long time ago um, in terms of evolution. So we're designed to graze and move and and um, we would have been moving around to get our food, not having it delivered at a local supermarket or delivered by a delivery company to our door. You know, we would have worked for it yes. a, a little bit. So. <laughs> So, so in terms of just going back to the beige foods, that would also include things like your pastas and um, bread and things like that as well, wouldn't it? Yeah. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with having a pasta, you know, once or twice a week. But then again, if you're going to do it, go for the whole grain uh, variety rather than something that's just white um, mm-hmm. or go for something that's a vegetable. You get some lovely lentil um, um, pastas now uh, that are gorgeous. You know, they're, they're, they're wonderful and you get the benefits of a high-fibre um, you know, with the benefits of the the protein from the lentil, so you're getting more protein as well. But yeah, certainly not too much of the of that and the garlic bread and the you know the bread with the soups a little bit. And and bread can be nice because it can help us with you know it's a good good quality bread can give us nice serotonin release and we can feel good, which is why people tend to eat a lot of it and then they go into the carb coma. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, just be mindful of all those all those little extras. And also we, we must talk about crisps as well. You know what happens. You open one packet, don't you? And next minute you can have five, in, inhale them. Yes. So yeah, be careful. And the UK is a big crisp eating yeah. um, population as well, yeah. Mm. I would say, do you really need the crisp with the sandwich? Probably not. Maybe the piece of fruit with it would be a better choice. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so that's some really great ideas there. So just could you just give us an example? Because I know like you can tell people, right, okay, include all these foods, but it's the kind of um, the recipe ideas that they might struggle with. So just if somebody's looking to lose weight, what could you give us an example for what they might eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? I know you've talked about a few things, but what would be your kind of ideal breakfast to really, you know, get that get that weight moving? 
look, look, you know, I'm going to be boring with breakfast and tell you that if you've got, if you can do porridge for breakfast and you add some berries in there or some stewed apples or stewed rhubarb or whatever it is you want to add, that is a brilliant breakfast. You're going to get sustainable carbohydrate release. You're going to get B vitamins to help you with your mood. You're going to get fiber to keep you full through to mid-morning. So wonderful way to start with porridge. And there might be people out there saying, well, I don't want porridge. What can I, What else can I do? Well, then you could do like a healthy rye bread or a spelt bread or you know something that's real bread, maybe one slice of bread with some avocado on it. That's a nice start to the day. Notice I'm putting the carbs heavy in the morning mm-hmm. because you want your energy and you yeah. can burn, burn them off. That's a great way to do it. I'm also quite a big fan of a smoothie in the morning using mm-hmm. perhaps uh, some nuts and seeds, blending them up with a banana, you know, maybe a coconut yogurt and some rice and almond milk. If you Lovely. choose to want to make that more protein heavy, put some plant-based protein in there like hemp or pea or rice and away you go. It's a wonderful way for a fast breakfast on the run. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, they're really easy ways to get that going. You want to add something to the smoothie, add a teaspoon of cinnamon to regulate the blood sugar even more. You want to put something on the avocados, maybe do some turmeric, a little tiny bit of black pepper, thermogenic, going to get you know the metabolism going. So some simple options to start the day. If you were maybe thinking you want to be a bit more vigilant with your weight you want to be a little bit more you're the type of person who when you're on a weight loss campaign you want to feel you're doing more you could have a fruit and vegetable juice combination so get yourself a cold pressed juicer do some celery some spinach um, apple and carrot boom you're off with a bit of ginger and that's going to give you at least a bit of density but i would probably follow that up with a handful of pumpkin seeds or sunflower seeds or something like that Mm -hmm. to get that protein level just a little bit little bit more so you've got some energy and brain power for the morning great and how about some lunches are you thinking more kind of salads and soups for lunches yeah i mean soup is great if you if you can have soup for lunch it's it's perfect and what i would say about soups are go for your plant-based ones Mm -hmm. but if you can add some protein in there so if it's just a mixed vegetable soup you're going to get a small amount of protein from that but i'd love you to throw in some um, some chickpeas, some lentils, or some tofu, or you know miso, or something, so that that protein level comes up a, a little bit. I talked about tempeh as well. Mm-hmm. Um, beans are fabulous for that as well. Kidney beans, you know, and then other things for lunch. If you want to have a sandwich, I have no problem with with that bread at lunchtime. But again, go for the real the real bread, not the highly highly processed one. Try and find a bakery or make your own sourdough. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So you know what goes in it. A big crave now. Everybody's baking, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> better to bake sourdough than... Tastes so <laughs> much better when you make your own bake. bread, though, doesn't yeah. it? It's so nice. I've gone um, I've gone into cooking, you know, more than I usually do, but also into gardening. I've become a mad gardener. Have you? I've got a great <laughs> veggie garden. Yeah, right. just keeping me very happy. Yeah, I'm living the I'm living the high life with my veggie garden. It's become my new life. But um, but yeah, those um, those you know decent sandwiches again with some uh, plant based protein. Then you've got lots of vegan options now. You can get some lovely processed vegan burgers that are healthy, that are still real. I'm not talking. I don't think you know you need to necessarily have a fake meat burger. You can have a chickpea and lentil burger, can't you? You know, mm-hmm. with veg. Um, I don't know whether you need to go to all that trouble to have something that's been replicating meat, unless you're a you know, you've got this desire that you have to taste that meat every day. Um, they tend to be more processed. So I tend to go for the more whole food, um, you know, vegan options 
if I'm looking for something fast, you can do a vegan cheese sandwich with some tomato very easily for, for lunch. But but soups are, are my go-to if they're convenient for you to have. You've got a place where you can you can heat them up. Okay, brilliant. And then dinners, again, it's just making sure you're having your veggies, having some decent protein, and again, your, your good fats as well. Yeah, you know, dinner's a nice time. If you're a meat eater, it's a nice time for some grilled fish um, and depending on the season, either salads with some balsamic vinegar and, again, some spices to give you a bit more of a variety and, and to get the phytonutrients from the spices. If you're um, plant-based, then, of course, you can go with, again, tofu, tempeh. You can go, again, for chickpeas, lentil patties with your veg or your or your, um, uh, or your salads, again. Um, on top of that, you could do stir-fries. I think stir-fries mm-hmm. are, are, are yep. an amazing dinner. Keep the, the plate size small, make the rice no more than a quarter of the plate and don't pile it up high. It should be mostly veg with your, you know, your plant-based protein in there or a little bit of meat if, if you're a meat eater. They're, they're wonderful. You know, you know the thing is with stir-fries, even if you're a lazy cook and you want to buy a frozen veg, which is nothing wrong with, um, and you can buy, you know, now we're so spoiled, you can buy different, um, uh, what do you call it, blends of frozen veg. So some of them might have broccoli and, yes. and, and snow peas in them or snap peas and others, and corn and and um and, and cauliflower or whatever, means your stir-fry doesn't need to be the same every night. Use different veg, you know, and, 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 and do that. And then, again, remember things like you can use um, uh, sweet potato, um, you know, in place of regular potato. Sweet potato chips are nice. Um, you can, you know, you can grill those. Um, there's, there's lots of ways you can, you can get good food into that, into that dinner. Definitely. Lots of great ideas there. And we've got tons of recipes on the CNN website. So if you're, if you're stuck for ideas, uh, hop on there under the recipe section and um, you'll be very inspired in the kitchen. Now, I just wanted to, to move on to um, supplements because there's like an abundance of supplements available which proclaim to assist with weight loss, everything from like green tea extract to green coffee bean. So what are your thoughts on these types of supplements and are there any nutritional supplements you would recommend for healthy weight loss? I think the key here to the word is supplement, yeah, mm-hmm. not miracle, miracle pill, yeah. Yes, it will Good point, yeah. potentially help you alongside your healthy eating, or if you've got some stubborn weight that you can't shift, you know, you maybe you drop fifteen pounds and you those last five is difficult, or you haven't been able to succeed for a year and you want something for a kickstart. There is some nice research down there around things like carnitine, around the green coffee bean that you you spoke about, um, uh, you know, around things like um, Garcinia as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of herbal formulas can help you because they, when they treat the liver, so a lot of bitter supplements like globe artichoke, um, you know, St Mary's thistle may well help you with with weight management. But again, they're they're to sort of help tune up the body, not to just take, for example, raspberry ketones and expect this marvellous result, it's not going to happen. And my my problem with some supplements is that they're very expensive, especially if somebody gets you into a renewable system online where you get the supplements every 20 days and they might be charging you, you know, mm, yes, 60 pounds. Yeah. I think you need to be a little bit careful of that and be careful of something that says, I miraculously dropped 15 pounds on this. If that were the case, Michelle, it would we you would have a society that was thinner 
because yeah. <laughs> everybody would be <laughs> taking these tablets. Um, it's, you know, and they come in cycles as well. Having said that, you know, there's good studies around good oils, how they may assist you with weight loss. There's good studies around herbs like ashwagandha that will help you with your your stress levels. But um, so, yeah, I would say, you know, some some supplements, maybe what you need to do is go see a, a nutritionist or a, a naturopath or a health coach and, and get them to put you on track and get them to suggest the supplements that may work with you when they do a, a you know, you know, a case study on you because trying to diagnose yourself and working out what is your hiccup and what is stopping you, you know, you can be kidding yourself. You might have hormonal problems. You might have liver issues. You might have a sluggish uh, bowel. You may have a number of things that you can't identify, but a therapist will be able to and they'll be able to again choose the right supplement. So I don't put my clients, all of them on supplements and I don't put them all on the same one. There'll be different ones. Some people will respond well to probiotics that may help to get the gut function going. But it comes back to what I spoke to in the beginning with you about, you know, doing it holistically, doing it with healthy foods and then Mm -hmm. you'll get those better results. No, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And the thing is, you know, is there is no miracle. These are just sort of things, supplements to help, but, you know, you can't just take these things like green tea extracts or, you know, Garcinia and then just keep eating all the rubbish and not doing the exercise because it's just not going to work. And all you're going to do is, you know, uh, spend lots of money and, you know, but people do and they do jump on that bandwagon because when I used to work in a health store years ago, I'd always know when something had come out on telly or on one of the, the morning shows about, you know, Garcinia or one of these because you just get this influx of people just like desperate for this miracle cure. And it was like, it's crazy. And even, yeah, you're, you're right, absolutely. And even with our most research ones, like the green tea, which is particularly good for, you know, immunity as well. I'm not against green tea and green tea extract, but you could just drink green tea. You know what I mean? Have a couple yeah. of cups of green tea a day. You're going to get a nice result from those. Carnitine is well-researched in sport um, to help with fat burning and a little bit of energy, but it, it by itself is not going to do the trick. You know, you, you're absolutely right. There's no miracle cure there there are things that will help you you know they'll help you 10 percent or 20 percent but you've got to do the work as well and i would say as well it, you don't need to take 50 things if you want to try green green tea tablets then try them but give them a month give them six weeks see what happens don't add other things in there as well because otherwise you'll just be spending more money um mm-hmm. you know and more money and um and then you know you'll get disappointed with the results that makes you stressed you then feel down and then you comfort eat so that supplement that was meant to make you lose weight could be the, the miracle pool pill that makes you gain weight when you when it doesn't yes. deliver what it promises no absolutely now just to finish up i just wanted to get your thoughts on intermittent fasting is that something you use with your clients you know, I, I do, but I don't use it with everyone. Mm-hmm. It's got some very good research behind it, leaving a 12, 14, 16-hour window between eating, depending on what research you read. So, you know, having dinner at night at 7 o'clock and not having breakfast till 9. Now, that's not always doable for someone, and I worry that sometimes people aren't then going to eat till lunchtime, and then their blood sugar levels are going all over the place. They're feeling dizzy. They're feeling lightheaded. They're feeling moody. That's no way to lose weight, yeah? So if, if you're intermittently fasting and you're feeling crap, then you've got to go to see a therapist and, and work out why that is. But mm-hmm. in general, it's a good way to lose weight. Eating earlier at night, three hours before bed is a good idea because the body is designed 
to sleep at bedtime, not to digest food. And in that morning to get that fat burning going, eating a little later is, is a good idea. So I do use it. I do like it. Uh, but it's not one size fits all. If you're also, if you're incredibly stressed or you've got some exams coming up, maybe it's not the time to intermittently fast. It might be something better to do on the weekend. And you don't have to do it every day as well. You can get some nice results by doing it a few days a week. The body likes change. The body likes to not be sure of what's coming. And um, so you can sort of cherry pick the best of it. So yeah, nicely researched, but just be careful if you're very stressed. And also I will say this, if you're really unhealthy, perhaps just try to get a little bit healthier before you intermittently fast. Yeah. Let's let's not be impatient. Let's let the body tune up a little bit before we go, you know, the whole hog. Let's let's give ourselves the opportunity to get ready for what is a challenging thing for the body if you've not done it before. I, I used to laugh in London sometimes, you know, I would work in some offices and some magazines and that. And I could always tell the people who were intermittently fasting because they looked like they were going to faint sometimes and they, or they were angry. Oh, no. And I'd say, <laughs> and then they'd tell me how fabulous they feel and I'd be thinking, you're not looking great. <laughs> great. Yeah, you're not and doing it the right way. My head off. Yeah, so you know what I mean. Just be, yep. be careful with it. Be, be careful with it. Be mindful. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Rick, we've had some amazing tips and advice there and lots and lots of things for people to get on with, you know, to go and make some changes and start implementing these things into their diet. So thank you so much for joining us today to share all your wisdom. Thank you. Sorry that some of my answers were too long, but you know, that's what I'm like. Imagine my poor students who have to listen. (laughs) You know, some of my my lectures are seven hours long. Can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, they get it great. I oh. admire them because they're so lovely at the end. So I apologise, everybody. I do know I rave on uh, and there's not a miracle pill for that because I haven't found it yet. <laughs> You're just passionate and you've got lots of knowledge. You've been in the industry for a long time and you've got lots of knowledge to share. So that is absolutely amazing. Thank you. Well, that's all we've got time for today. Thanks for listening and a big thank you to Rick for sharing his knowledge and wisdom with us. You can find all the information discussed today and more about Rick in the show notes on the CNN website at www.cnmpodcast.com. Now, if you're interested in learning more about nutrition or health coaching, check out CNN's range of short courses or the Naturopathic Nutrition or Health Coach Diploma for a more in-depth study program. We have a series of open events coming up in October and November and you can find all the details on the CNN website at www.naturopathy-uk.com. Join us again next week when I talk to Liz Wright, the head of the Association of Naturopathic Practitioners, about what naturopathy is and how it can be used to improve health and well-being. Liz will also be sharing how she left her corporate career for a career in natural medicine. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe through your favorite podcatcher so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, we'd love it if you could leave us a rating or review as this helps us when creating new content.